Good morning, viewers. Wake up! Get out of here. Oh, cold, 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 cold. My keys hit my belly and that felt good. I am so excited to be here. Guys, I want to come. <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for all of the nice comments. Check out the comment section on the last video. You guys are killing me. Guys. I love I love you all. We told you we wanted to hear from you in the comments, and we got what we deserved. And I do want to say it is annoying the shit out of us because we don't want you commenting. If we wanted you to comment, we would ask you guys, okay? Because we're making the diary. It's kind of, we didn't want people to see this in, from the beginning, and now you're commenting and you're making the videos more popular. And I don't know, we're getting at least 13 views a video, which is kind of outstandingly horrible. And we're excited, but we're also discouraging you to keep watching. So anyone who is thinking of commenting now and commented in the past, just stop. Why? Well, look, we told you if you're going to take on the role of our psychiatrist, you should just keep quiet and listen. There's a psychiatrist, we, we said this analogy before, does a psychiatrist ask you, you know, do they do they input on your problems? Do they tell you what to do? Do they, you know, give you advice? No. Okay, they listen. They're 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 all ears. So we need you guys to be all ears and no fingies. I know you guys participate. Um, I have proof. Proof being, uh, my most recent Instagram post on my personal account, not my business account, um, and it was of. I said, please post your favorite liquids. Sincerely, the What Drink podcast. And I had a couple of participants, which goes to show that this water challenge that's coming up, the big Olympics of I the podcast. About this. It, I know it's in the news. Um, and and honestly, I'm I I hope we get the same amount of participation. You know, four or five people. Um, that would be great. It would really be great. I, I, we're going to put them up on the screen if it's possible in the next coming episodes. I don't know which one. Could be this one. We'll uh, we'll see, but who knows? Probably depends, not this one. Depends on the on the publication team and the promotion team how they're feeling, how they're going to run this one. I don't know. I have to run it by. I know the editor said he's going to edit a little less aggressively. The editor's been getting a little crazy, man. Yeah, he's been going a little loose, he's a little wacky, a couple screws loose. I've been talking to him. It seems like he's planning something big. And mm. I'm not talking good. Kind of like a kaboom, in a weird way. Well, I'm scared okay. of our editor. Look, we we want we want the viewers to be able to comment like and subscribe and participate in the podcast so that's what we're just encouraging you all to do and you know hopefully by this water challenge you can finally get the credit that you deserve as the viewer because it's not all about us even though it is all about us um at the end of the day it's the viewer that keeps this podcast going 
and it's you guys that keep us you know motivated to do what we do and you also inspire us by all the comments and wonderful feedback that you give us we're able to make the podcast better and better each day and we do report this report this episode we report this to you every day and speaking of reports uh did you get your report card yet for uh second term did you get it yet did you what did you get in art class i got a d minus i got a a plus i got a c minus in um geometrics and what did i get in art i got a d minus because mrs miss rainy brown don't like me so much we're talking about our report cards yeah our transcripts Ooh shit you put me on blast my friend Mm mm-hmm you know, I'll Can tell I you a little it? story. I'll tell you a little story okay. about when I got my report card in fourth grade. Oh, shit. Two words, Mrs. Riz. I always thought she was related to Miss Ritz Crackers, but that was actually a misconception uh, on my part. So I apologized. Um, I later found out that Miss Riz, after she gave me an A+, which I well deserve, you know, kids' picks was very prevalent back in the 80s when I grew up. Um, but, you know, I'd load up kids' picks. I'd do the bomb explosion. It would erase everything that I worked on. And I would try to perfect the perfect art uh, digitally, you know, because this was a new on-the-brink technology that I really wanted to capitalize on, make my money quick, get out. Um, and Miss Riz, she used to call me. She'd say, I, I loved her. She actually reminded me a lot of my grandmother, believe it or not. Uh, similar hair. They had this crazy mm. blonde, short, spiky hair. Almost like uh, Bowser from Super Mario 64. That reminds you of your grandma. Yes, she does. And so I talked to Miss Riz and um, I said, thank you for the report card, A+. She said, no problem, Jacob. Um, oh. Oops. Hmm. Something's off. Dang. Whoa. Mm. How did it feel I when went, your favorite teacher insulted you like that? I went, I, I, you know what? She, uh, I'm going to reenact what happened. She goes... Oh, no, of course, Jacob. And you want to know what I did? I did this. Because you said, oh, I'm looking around. And she's like, is everything okay? What's split with the light? I'm like, no, I'm just looking. Oh, I put my hand up to her mouth. I went, shh, shh. Hmm, that's weird. She said, what's weird? I said, I'm looking up. I don't see any Jake up there. Then I went. Smacked her in the fucking face and yeah. I said, Don't you ever fucking call me Jacob again. Big mistake, Miss Riz. So how was your report cards from that time out? I bet A plus. Yeah, it changed a little. Changed. Not, we won't get into that, but now did you slap a lot of your teachers growing up? Or I didn't at first, you know. Just Miss Riz because she reminded you of your grandma. Well, Miss Riz was kind of the catalyst for um how I kind of viewed authority. Mm-hmm. This was fourth grade, so fifth grade was got ugly. I started smacking around teachers like it was nobody's business. Akon's and Eminem's single of 2009. Oh, smack that, that all on the floor. Smack that, you dirty whore. Something. I remember, song goes like that. I, I remember listening like. to that song while designing on Kids Picks, and that was kind of uh, an explicit version oh, when yeah. you're when you're in uh, fourth grade. Oh yeah, I remember that. I had it loaded on my on my computer. I'd open up the file, LimeWire. Open up my Kids Picks, get up LimeWire, and uh, I would. Uh, I would hack the whole system of library class. Everyone else would be on their b- bitch pussy shit. I'd be listening to Akon slap that ass. And I would be slapping my teachers as well. Because I also learned at a young age that if you want respect in this life, you got to show adults what it is. And teachers are ultimately just a bigger student. So 
you can really kind of go off on them and treat them like they deserve. Well, they're a student of the game. They're just my students, simple as that. When I enter the room, everyone else is under me, and I'm the teacher always. I have the knowledge, I have the wisdom. So if you want to try to tell me what my grade is, I'm going to slap you in the face. What if it's a good grade? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's you giving me a grade is not acceptable. I don't need a grade because I don't need to live by any expectation set by just a smaller, I mean, a bigger child. Your voice is taking a darker turn. It's like deeper than it normally is in these well, episodes. Well, that's because that 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 this is an episode and this is a topic that I care about greatly. Episode 21. What's weird though is that um, me and you started, yes, yes, yes. Me and you started um, slapping teachers around the same age, huh? It's weird. It seems like there was a dynamic. Like you see the friendship dynamic here. Well, I bet a lot of psychopaths and sociopaths started sleeping, slapping, sleeping uh, with their teachers, sleeping with their teachers, and slapping their teachers around the same age. I remember. Mm. You know, can't do both. Well, you can't. Well, I mean, I was, I was gonna say you can't not do both. You know, one is kind of uh, synonymous with the other, and I'll get into that later. But it has to do a little bit with when you're young and uh you know you you have to acknowledge that some adults are gonna have this is, can kind of be a middle school tip some adults are gonna have some elementary a, going into middle school a little more transitionary period they're gonna have a little more interest in you than other adults and you have to capitalize on those interests because you can become a gold digging child and you could use that to your advantage if i knew how many adults wanted to me as a child i would have and I had the knowledge that I had now, I would have really taken advantage of that more because I could have got a lot of cash out of that um, deal. All you need to do is give them a little bit of that and or or and adults will buy you shit, you know, they'll treat you like a fucking king. You could be in the fourth grade and it is a part of a grooming process. It is a part of a, you know, kind of corrupt, uh, unjust process of but also if you're going through a tough time and you're a kid you just want them toys and so slapping teachers is synonymous with and that's a little bit of elementary school advice so your voice keeps getting darker expanding so more you that delivered later. that got even darker uh, i don't know i guess i'm kind of just going through some shit in my life and i know most of you are too most of you being three of you uh so what what happens is we end up getting 13 to 15 views but me and jake have to look at the episode 10 to 11 times to kind of register it in our brain and see all the funnies get them through and through and then also we have to do what's called post editing our editor we only pay him to do pre-editing post editing is when a product is already made but then you look at it after it's made and you analyze it and you say what you would change and as so that next time you edit it you can have a better um idea of what you want to do so what we do is we post edit every single episode we come up with a long list usually 100 to 200 bullet points we send it to the editor we say look this is what we came up with in post editing next episode needs to be different make the changes make the changes or else you're fired and we've been giving our editor hell for a long time and i i honestly think we should pull the strap even tighter around his neck i think it's well deserved if anything because he keeps letting us down i talked about this a few episodes back we end up recording about an hour's footage for each episode and it stays to about 50 to 53 minutes now big motion pictures guys they record like 48 hours of video and it gets edited down to about two hours or one hour and 20 minutes for a major motion picture so tell me why you know in the same vein a podcast a hit podcast having to do with guys like matthew mcconaughey and kevin jamie is getting edited down about seven minutes in total and what really is the editor doing that we couldn't do ourselves in post ed 
That's my question. So guys, if you do want to comment, I advise you strongly not to, but you could comment below if you think the editor should get up and hit the road jack. How about this? Comment below what you'd like to see done to the editor. If it's public shaming, you know, maybe some... What hazing tactics yes. do you want the editor to be subjected to? Do you want to do the one that I talked about a couple of episodes back where they hang you by your testicles off of a four-story building and you squeal until you can't squeal no longer? You could take his brain out with a careful incision, fill it with punch like the last episode. Or if you're on the editor's side, we could bring him on the show. We could have him perform for you guys, do a little dancing act. I know he likes to dance with his clothes off. He doesn't like his face shown on camera though, so we'll have to... Figure out a way around that. Maybe wrap some. <coughs> God bless you. Toilet paper around his face and some sunglasses. Kind of look like the mummy. Hmm. It kind of reminds me of Weekend at Bernie's, which kind of reminds me of Bernie Sanders and how his fellow Democratic counterparts are going to be having to carry him out to the stand when he's dead but elected president because that guy is old and I think he's going to have a heart attack sooner rather than later. He already had so, one. Yeah, he already had one, so he's on the brink. I think he does a lot of yelling, and I think feeling the burn is really catching up to him. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? He's feeling more heartburn, if anything. Mm, and um, burning in his urethra, because when you get old, it, hurts. You get, it takes a while. You get what's called kidney stone. Mm. And guys, let's talk about this for a little bit, because I know a lot of you don't know about this, because you're so young, and you're not really accustomed to the ideas yet. But when men get older, they get these things called kidney stones. And what that is, is um, sometimes you know in your life, you do a lot of swimming. And over time, the swimming accumulates. And depending on where you're swimming, whether it's in major rivers, whether it's in the ocean, whether it's in um, pools, there are little tiny rocks that if you're a male or even if you're a female, I'm hearing now, they get caught in your pee hole. And they go in slowly, slowly, slowly. Depending on how much you swim, you collect these things called kidney stones. And they're called kidney stones because they are from a bacterial virus called kidney relepolis. And it is a... Uh, parasite but it's a non-harmful parasite but it does build up over time so you get these stones and they go in your pee pee hole and they accumulate in an area called the warm sack and the warm sack is a little tube kind of um, cave inside your pee hole in your private parts and that's where those stones stack up slowly 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 one by one by one and as you get older you obviously swim less so the stones because they don't have access to water and they're only getting water and moisture from your shower they expand and they grow like sponges and so then your warm hole is expanded with these stones and a little feature is they actually change color as you get older they can be black they can be purple they can be even magenta so you have a hard time going pee because in your wormhole it's blocking the urine tract and you aren't able to go to the bathroom. So kidney stones is a major part of why we decided to do this show. Would you agree? Huh? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, I would. Um, I don't know what's getting on with you, but uh, ever since you got your new uh, position, you've been really taking anatomy into consideration. Consider the last episode. When he was talking about the brain features and how juice elevates your consciousness, now he's talking about kidney stones. Hmm. What? Where have you been? What are you reading? Because um, it seems like you're reading a page out of God's book. Well, yep, the Bible has a big part in it. Um, also, the, the Church of Satan is a big part and big contributor. And not only that, but I've been studying with doctors across the world, reading a book called Body by Science. And, uh, oh, Metro's favorite. Metro's favorite. Metro Boomer Metro Boomer loves it. 
and it's a book that uh, it kind of tells you a little bit about the human body and what everything is and you know all the parts and it is a completely fictitious book but it is made to show younger viewers and people who don't understand the body so well how your body anatomy could work if you know um, if it was a kind of fun loosey-goosey world not actually how it does work or should work but just how it could work and it's important for me uh, from the philosophy from the side of philosophy that i know how my body could work and not really how it should work because I'm, I'm not really concerned with concrete things i'm concerned with more body abstractions which is going to be the show um the new title of my show on tmz called body abstractions and it's about it's a, a real live reality show about two tattoo artists that they got it good for each other. It's a big burly man and a big burly woman, and they own a tattoo parlor called Body Abstractions. What does got it good? What does that mean? Well, it could be taken uh, many ways. In this case, the, the two counterparts are brother and sister, so they got it good for each other. And this, in this case, it's insensual. I've never heard brother, brother and sister getting good with each other. Well, you could look it up online. There's a lot of um, options for you to view. And this is called incestual pleasure. And okay, in well, this in this show, this is what it is. It's not always that way, but I could have it good for you. And you tell me TMZ. This is this is a this TMZ. Was an, show. This was an accepted show. Yeah, right after um, Bounty Hunter passed away. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, they needed something to replace it, and so they found a burly man that looked kind of like he looks kind of like Bounty Hunter, but he's about three hundred pounds heavier. All right, that's in and the right direction. That's he good. has a big chest, and his sister is also a big chested broad and so okay. together they ha they got it good for each other and but that's the part i don't that's the part i don't know about well it's kind of like i have the hots for you and i'm getting it good on now for you it's an old old time slang sweets i wouldn't expect you to get it uh but you know most of our viewers will because they're, they're they were born in the 50s 60s 40s and they get they get the old t-pain references house of pain so yeah I feel like we haven't done the podcast in a while, and I think we should let the viewers know where is the podcast going. What can you expect to see in the future? Because I'm one, I'm one who likes to track success. You? Mm. I, I'll tell one you what. Thing. I'll tell you oh, what. Real quick. Well, I'd like to. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'm one agree. who likes to track success, and I'm one who likes to sign the studio. And so far today, I've heard airplanes outside. I've heard dumb bitches in your kitchen making noise. I've heard people upstairs moving furniture like it's a goddamn Ikea. And I'm wondering, just uh, answer me this. Are we going to get any peace and quiet, or do you think we should kind of wrap it up here? Now go on about hey, what man, you think of the listen, future of the podcast. I don't really have... Go on about the future of the podcast. This is the only studio I could afford. I can't, I can't Go afford more. Go on about more. the studio of the podcast. And, you, and last time I checked, you don't contribute to how much I pay. Actually, you don't give me a cent for the rent for this studio. Not my problem. Where do you see and the history of the podcast? you've been sleeping in this studio. Eh, have I? <laughs> I think so. Well, it's all wrong. I've been up all night, all cruising here, because I don't really know who I'm going to lose this year. Yeah. That's a song by Drake called Successful. I just want to be successful. I think it features Nicki Minaj, but that's old news. You want to hear the new news of where the podcast is going? Yes. I'll, I'll let you know when I'm dead. No, where I want this podcast uh, to go, not to be confused with Scrodcast, um, I would like to get a better camera because although this is nice 4K, pixels and all, um, I'm getting sick of this old layout, right? I'd like to get a nice camera that highlights your pores and mm. highlights your smile and 
really gets into the nitty-gritty details that we we like to keep in 480p, huh? But we're gonna go into the 10. We're gonna make the 1080 conversion. It's gonna take all night. I'm gonna get my buddies at Amazon to develop a kind of a custom camera. It's gonna be called What's Your Angle Camera. This camera, which I plan on implementing at some point, because I'm waiting on the shipment. Um, what's so logistically difficult about this camera is that it actually needs to be transported in a, an, 18, an 18 wheeler. Um, and you're saying, well, it's a camera. How big could it be? And that question, that's where the trouble lies. You see, the camera, which, you know, I, my buddies at Amazon, Jeff Bezos, I was talking to him, and I think Beyonce also has a stake in there. I, they were both there, um, you know, and I had to fly out. I was talking to them, and I, I was explaining, we have an interesting podcast. It's building up some momentum, some steam, right? And I remember when Amazon opened up, they were just a bookstore, you know? Now look at them. You could buy anything. You could buy your mom's soul. You could buy anything that you'd like on there. You could buy reeds uh, for saxophone. There's anything there, you know? Um, art, arti- artisanal spoons. There's, there's all kind of things you can get on Amazon. And so they've made big strides and they saw the potential in, in our podcast. So I told them the whole uh, concept, right? The whole kind of taboo concept um, of filming each episode at a different angle, which a lot of people are giving me slack for. They don't really think it's a great idea, but I bared through it. I barreled through it because no one thought Amazon was going to be a good idea. But now look at them. And so I said, I'm going to need a camera. Every episode is going to be at a different angle. So he said, we'll take care of it. We're going to get you a camera. We're going to get you a camera that does this. And I said, uh, well, what do you mean by that? And they said, well, this camera is going to be the size of two bedrooms. Um, and what's going to happen is it actually has um, an algorithm inside of it that kind of manipulates your room in specific ways to give the illusion that it's being shot at a different angle. But it's actually just one box. You enter the box and it, and it kind of simulates a different life entirely. Um, and this was developed at Amazon. This is a camera that you can walk into and it actually shows you, there's a museum inside that you walk in and it kind of shows you how cameras work and it shows you different angles that you can achieve. And then it has a mock studio that looks similar to ours. But again, guys, this is simulated reality. Jeff Bezos and Beyonce have been really fucking hard. And through that process, they've had you know new accomplishments in thought. And they've developed the technology. And I can confidently say that we're going to be able to have a rift in the time continuum. We're going to start a new podcast um, in that realm. But it's actually going to be transferred over Wi-Fi, Bluetooth uh, connection to our current reality. And so this is going to be called the Watch Your Angle podcast. And you're not going to really notice anything too different. The one thing that you might be able to notice, though, is that Caleb's eyes and the corneas that are connected to his eyes shift in that reality. But it's a minute difference that most people can't pick up on because humans are simpletons and assholes. And so we're going to be in the new reality filming each episode and we're going to be trapped there. So within each new episode, we're going to actually um, include an SOS message. And we're hoping that you guys will read it one day because no one's listening to this. So they won't find this. But for the thinkers of the next couple of generations, when they kind of review the Renaissancean texts and relics they'll find this and hopefully they'll be able to read our sos that humanity is doomed that's kind of my so that's like my my kind of like brief idea for where we should go the direction that we should go that's your tenure 
somewhere around. I think five years. Probably achieve it in five years. I was wondering, how does Beyonce like her steak? Bloody. I, I, bloody? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I, I heard it was rare, but I, I didn't know. And I figured since you had dinner with her and Mr. Bezos that you probably heard uh, and figured it out. But what you're saying actually brings me to the next point that I wanted to touch on, uh, introducing kind of a new segment. And this segment is called Hello, FBI. And we wanted to touch on this because recently we understood that our podcast was under the investigation of the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, um, for some things we said in previous episodes. I'm Come not on, sure. boys, take a joke. So we're going to do a segment now, and me and Jake had a few questions lined up for questions that we were wondering. Since the FBI is listening, uh, we know they do have an account. They could comment. We figured this might be a good time to ask those questions that we always wanted to ask them. You know? um, they're here now. You know, We got open ears from them. So let's shoot. I'm going to start, guys. Um, how do you? How does it make you feel in this day and age when people still make the female body inspectors joke? Do you get offended by it, or would you laugh? And if you laugh, are you laughing because it's silly, or are you laughing because you actually find it funny? Um, a follow-up would be, who was the first person who told you that FBI joke? And have you ever told that joke to someone else working for the FBI? Jake, your question? Um, uh... It's tough. Uh, what's the so? Do you guys have pickup games with CIA? Do you guys play basketball with the CIA? Yeah. And who wins? Do you share the same space? Because I have a feeling CIA boys, CIA boys are a little taller than you. Mm. You're kind of short, pathetic losers. So CIA more intelligent as well. It's in the name. It's a bureau. I don't know. It's what I put my socks in. So you guys are kind of lost on that round. So. That's not much of a question as it is just kind of a comment on your practice. Uh, so get those drills up. That's my my comment to the FBI. Yeah, and how 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 does both the FBI and the CSI play into the DA? Um, do you have drugs a lot? Uh, are people on the FBI participating in drugs? And when you get drugs in the rooms, the, the where you where you have to confiscate things, do you are you allowed to smoke the drugs? Are you allowed to do the drugs? Are you allowed to use the guns that you confiscate? Um, do you play Russian roulette? Do you play Russian roulette with them? Does it get boring? Do you, you guys call it American roulette? Are you Russia's guys tired? Boo. Do you guys like Russia? Do you have any Russians on the team of the FBI? Or do you have to be American to work for the FBI? Now do that's be, a good question. Do you have to be white to work for the FBI? Um, is there a non-American FBI? It, what does FBI stand for? Um, and by I stand for, I mean, what are their values? Yeah, what, what do they value? What's their value proposition? What is the code of ethics of the FBI? And is it a secret mission? Are you have to? Do you have to be secret if you're on the FBI? Can you tell your hubby and can you tell your kitties that you work for the FBI, or do you have to tell them that you work for the office? And also, what do we have to do in order to be eligible to become FBI if we agents? To because be the FBI. Uh, we understand that our previous comments have might put us in poor standing with the FBI, but it's just an assumption. I don't think that's true. Um, If we join the FBI, would it be possible for us to stay there for many, many years, earn trust of the higher-ups, and then partake in a corrupt operation where we would kind of have uh, an inside job? Would that be possible? Has it ever been done? Come on, boys. 
why can't you just answer us answer us in the comments below guys because we're really trying to hear and uh even if you if you're i don't know if you got a van outside right now and you're listening but you could cut you come in knock anytime and let us know these questions you can continue your investigation until you find the it's just you but i think that's just your your uh your right that's that's your thing or i don't know i'm gonna be doing that day guys he doesn't know yet. But he might be joining. Probably be. Mm, I don't know. Probably be mourning the death. How could I keep people, convince you to join? I've me? tried to convince you not to do it. Well, uh, convincing's not that easy, is it? No. You boys know what it's like, guys. I gave you a pros and cons list. All I'm saying is, the FBI is a hot bunch of people, and I would hope they would come over here and suck me. How good would it be if we had a Men in Black just in between us? Would you? What would you want, Will or Norm Macdonald? Or one of the what's the female? There's, there's a she is a woman version. Nah, that you're thinking of Ghostbusters. No, the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, Ghostbusters is actually nonfiction. I know. Bill Murray. It's a documentary. Bill Murray only does documentaries. Did Groundhog Day. Did Ice Cream Man. I mean, Ghost Ghosthusters. Ghosthuskers. Do you uh, believe in ghosts? Yeah. Spooky, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in the cold ghost because right now there could be ghosts in here because I'm very cold. Uh, I believe in the warm ghost when I'm in the shower. Very warm I think in there. Just, that might be... Well, I don't know. I get warm. It could at, be just... Temp- it's, no, it's vapor. not temperature. It's not temperature. It's It's... I see it when I'm outside, I blow, I blow, um, I'm breathing and all of a sudden I see this spirit come out of my mouth when it's cold outside. It's kind of a, a glowing spirit. I don't know what you're reading. When man. I'm in the shower, uh, I, I have the water really hot. I like to shower hot and I see the same spirit arising from the floor of the shower. Something and about it. Does that's that... the hot and cold ghost I've known about him since I was kid, since I was a kid. It just doesn't sound right just doesn't sound right well at least they leave you money under your pillow i mean it's 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 okay they, they give you the return kind of similar to the tooth fairy yeah we can get a return on this investment that we've been pumping out yeah well we can write this off write our a letter taxes. To, we can write this off our yeah, taxes definitely we have proof of insurance can i write a letter to the oh that's another thing for the fbi uh what is your involvement with the irs and how many letters are too many for yeah. an acronym is because it i'm three? getting i'm getting fucking tired reading all these names is it three or do you guys like the da i know that's two but or is it the dea hmm. and that's the funny part i don't know could there be a four letter acronym it is 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 swat oh fbi ask me this um i mean let me let me i mean let me ask you this um when you have and utilize an acronym and you probably know this because you have dirt on dexter's dictionary um why don't in acronyms you use uh certain phrases of the you know it's always yeah right why don't you NBA national that doesn't count but you know Federal Bureau of Investigation FBOI why don't you call yourselves the FBOI guys I think this brings up a bigger problem of the uh, lack of respect for definite articles is that what that is yeah why why is it that you can't use a definite article in a an, ac- an acronym and 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 a synonym and 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 
And, you know, if you're going to talk anagrams, why don't we give the, of, have, to uh, the respect that they deserve? I mean, they're words too. Also, why don't we capitalize them in titles, huh? Why are they on the minority? Why? Because they're less important? No. It's actually the most important. If you didn't have that, it would be Federal Bureau Investigations. Okay. It wouldn't make and sense. And you sound like a spat. So we say that that's the least important word, so we're going to so we're gonna lowercase it? Why, man? If anything, let's lowercase everything. I'm, I, I never capitalized a letter in my life. Or we could just not use them and not take your, your company seriously. Because that's what would it be? Federal Bureau Investigation? Yeah, I'm not going to take them seriously. Because that's a fi- fifth grader talking. Guys, over the FBI, I think you need to invest in your marketing a little more. And, and your, I, th- I don't think your social media is doing so well either. I, I mean, I check. Do you have an Instagram platform? Let's see. Because, uh, you know, that, that that's worth a lot in this day and age. You've got to have a social media team. Yeah, they do. Let's see. The, the official the official Instagram page of the FBI, hmm. um, 935 Pennsylvania Avenue, North Washington, Washington, D, Northwest, Washington, D.C. Um, and I see this post, okay. and it raises a lot of questions There's in my mind. There's a gun on the book. That's nice. Okay. Um, let me look for the most controversial. I swear, if Martin Luther King is on here, we all know what happened a couple weeks ago. They tried to kill him. It's, you know what it is? It's actually just a bunch of broads and t-shirts that say female body inspectors. So That's funny. That was misleading. So and we guns. know the answer to that question, I guess. Yep. That page is run by Republicans. Yeah. Really Big sad. Big tits and guns. Really Woo! sad. Hit the bayou. Shoot up some innocent people. That's what we're planning. With tits. Um, Knockers, they'd say. And I noticed that all the hooters... In generalized areas are shutting down and that frankly pisses me off yeah because they had the best darn wings i ever had garlic porn they did but the hooters on a uh, post road is coming back is it actually because yes. they've been saying that for eight years yeah it's coming back and i remember i went there once for my birthday i did too yeah yeah it was an extremely special experience i had one of the women sit next to me and she ate uh fried pickles with me and she started eating my fries i said yo bitch what the fuck this is my food I was like, what the hell? I'm gay. I don't know. It was very rude. It was very rude. They need a Hooters for gay men. They need a Hooters for gay men. It'll be called cocks. I mean, and it'll be the obviously a chicken Fried logo. chicken, yeah. That would be a fucking good... How, how come nobody's done that, guys? You know, I have genius ideas every day. I mean, I... Take it from my cranium. I thought I proposed it. But I said cocks. If we, if we can get a gay um, semi-quasi-strip club, not full strip club... But just guys walking around with jock straps, you can see their cock straps, and we call it cocks, and we serve fried chicken and chicken-related products. That would be a fucking hit, and you already know that the logo would be a fucking rooster, and he'd have sunglasses, Ray-Bans on, and we'd incorporate some sort of phallic logo as well. I mean, yeah, come yeah. on, guys, it's simple it's really pleasure. Not hard. Someone take care of that. I mean, the same people who made Olive Garden can probably produce that. Well, I mean, you have unlimited breadsticks, so you could just take that same logic and apply oh it to God, a bunch dude. of men's cocks. Okay, wait. Olive Garden breadsticks, though? Yeah, get out of here. They're so damn good. It's Nothing also, else on the menu is gooder than their peach iced tea. It's also Speak the perfect to thing to stuff my cock into. Ago. I'm sorry? The Olive Garden breadstick is the perfect size to stuff my dip? cock into. Or, wait, how would you do that? Like, I would just, like, from the tip end, I would just hollow it out a little bit and, like, insert my penis into the Olive Garden breadstick. Mm. It would be perfect. You know what my like plan the perfect would be size, with, yeah. with the food, um, how yeah. I'd use it to pleasure myself? I'd probably turn it into a crouton, get it nice and crunchy, hard, 450 on the oven, I believe, Fahrenheit. With the bread or the food? Just one of the breadsticks. Okay. 
take it out, put some egg wash on it, um, and I'd probably put it kind of in between two rocks, and then I would proceed to kind of sit on it naked. Interesting. And have it insert inside of me. Oh, I see. Unlimited bread. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think. Because I yeah. like your idea, because you get pleasured. I mean, and I, get pleasured I, I used to like way. the steak gorgonzola from Olive Garden. That was probably my favorite dish there. And, and I would pleasure myself with that dish is I would take the little steak tip cubes and I would insert them into my anus and see how many of the gorgonzolas. I believe the dish came with four gorgonzola steaks. And I think I could it's cheap, maybe huh? like fit four bucks for four steaks. I think I could maybe fit those four steak tips into my uh, rectal hole, and then from there I would take the pasta and probably just put it on my body in various places. And I think I think that's all that the components of the dish were. And then of course I'd already have the breadstick on my cock. Mm, that's nice. You know what I'd do with the chicken parm? What? I'd flatten it out with my ass. Um, shortly after, I'd have the guy who kind of comes around and says, just tell me when. Mm-hmm. And I would have him put parm all over my uh, cock and balls. Um, and I'd get kind of a, gar- a garlic parm bread bite, kind of Parmesan bread bites. Proceed to have every one of the um, customers of the night come come and take their turn, you know, getting what they need. Uh-huh. Um, after that, I would take the chicken parm and it would be nice and flattened. And I'd actually take the sauce and I would slide down it kind of down the main you remember how when you walk into an olive garden they have like that front alleyway and then they have the the main kind of hostess host center well they were all butt naked and they had their tits out and i would actually fly in with the the red sauce um and i would actually have one of them with their mouth open and i'd kind of do one of those Mm. uh reverse kind of slip and slides you want to know what i do with the fried ravioli no what do you do well i've Took it, took my eyeballs out of my sockets, and I put the fried raviolis in place in my eyelids. And then I uh, went near that host stand, and I got naked, and I put my legs on the wall so that my cock was facing my head. And then I proceeded to shove the um, breads into my uh, anal passage this time, acting as a kind of a long dildo. Was this before or after the steaks were in, inside your cavity? Steaks, before the steaks. Um, and I did that, and then I w- masturbated in, into my eyeballs, but my eyeballs at this point were the raviolis. So after the raviolis were in my eyeballs with jizz on them, I took them out of my eyeballs and ate them, and then put my eyeballs back in my sockets. So if the people of Olive Garden could kind of figure out some way to implement that uh, gay hooters co- co- uh, cox idea, that'd I think be great. That, yeah, I think I, they really could get on. The management something. could do something with that idea. I mean, those are just spitballing ideas for how I would sexually pleasure myself with items from Olive Garden. It wasn't an idea. It, it was well, just things what, that I've we were done. just comparing what but, we've done. And now I kind of want a steak, steak organzola from Olive Garden. I do want those breadsticks. The, the guys, I'm going to look up quick if we can get an Olive Garden and um, deliver it to Brooklyn. Maybe we can even get the one from from good old Rhode Island. Uh, my favorite land. Home of the free. Oh, man. Gina Raimondo, what's up? Yo, Boy Scouts for life. Hit me up. You can come to Netflix and chill with me. You can pr- talk about the propositions of the Rhode Island way. Guys, I'm looking at Olive Garden right now online, and I'm getting wet with it. Oh, there's one in Brooklyn. Where? How far? Oh my God, we're going. I could go right now, seriously. Let's go. I just want the breadsticks. Did you ever try their peach iced tea, though? I just ask. No, you would have peach iced tea. You would love it. Can we go there right now and get peach iced tea and breadsticks? You want to say fuck this? I mean, after the podcast. Look at. Oh my God. There's my. uh, Where is it? Where is it? Look at look at how uh, rustic the front of the restaurant. No, 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 no. But I'm looking. Oh, there she is. 
Where is she? Where's my steak gorgonzola? There she is. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. That is good, man. That would fit nice. How have I not seen the breadsticks yet? Hello. Try to Guys, now I'm excited because I know what me and Jake are doing after we stop this podcast. And you know the type of people that hang out in Olive Garden in New York are really high class people because it's regarded as one of the fanciest restaurants in the all of the land. Where your Sunday's best. Yeah. To get the best meal you've had all week. Olive Garden, it's what's for dinner. So... What else is new? Well, I've been drinking and smoking a lot lately. True or false? You've actually kind of omitted toxic waste in your life. You don't really drink food. much. You don't really uh, do anything bad. You, know, you have no vices. No, because when you eat food, it's only, it's only healthy food. No, but I had I had pizza last night. That's healthy. True. It's bread, grain, cheese. Is there oil in it though? No. no. Oh wait, yeah, there is. When you don't know what to do, guys. How do you like our new theme song? Guys, you think copyright's we're loco? a dream? Do you think we're loco? We got Disney on our ass after this one for sure. I bet Disney owns some sort of aspect of Olive Garden because they they have similar ideas. I bet there's an Olive Garden in Disney, and if not, there's one really close. And yeah, you're right. I bet somebody somebody in Olive Garden in the Olive Garden business knows or owns part of Disney as well. I say get rid of small restaurants. Just keep bringing change yeah. because it brings people together. The chains are the best ones. I mean, think about Applebee's. How many families go there a day? So they say it's your families. neighborhood bar, best neighborhood bar. That's their slogan. And I think, honestly, we should take that a little farther and start putting these Applebee's in actual neighborhoods, like in suburban neighborhoods. Because so usually have, it's like, you know, that you have to go to the highway, you have to go to the main areas. Yeah. But like, I want one like in my... So you t- picture a cul-de-sac, one nice house, the house is gray, three story. Um, and the next house is just your local Applebee's. Yeah. You have a basement. That's all I'm asking for, guys. I just want a nice cul-de-sac nice gated community and inside i want a chili's applebee's and olive garden mm-hmm. chili's is your casual weeknight dinner applebee's special occasion olive garden fancy now where would friendlies be in the mix because they question. wouldn't be in that neighborhood that's a good i think they would be in a, a bit more higher class neighborhood because when you're serving things like blizzards and french fry boxes you kind of want to appeal to a different demographic than uh the rest of them probably be located near playgrounds no yeah well, playgrounds, but then also somewhere very serious and adultish because like of kind the, of funeral homes. Or? Yeah, funeral homes, DMVs. So I'm thinking we put them in the section that the suburbs behind the DMV because there is also a cemetery. Uh, and if you know, usually if, usually there's a cemetery near a DMV, and I'm thinking we could put Applebee's right in the middle of the cemetery. I think there should be a pop-up shop, um, actually, or a food truck. Yeah. families at the cemetery. At the cemetery, it's possible, but also could kind of replace that um you know in, in older cemeteries they have like a big uh like a couple of big um structured houses almost where, like where they have the like the people who wanted to be buried inside like their caskets and paid extra above money ground. for such a is that what it's re- called monolith 
Uh, the monoliths are from like Space Odyssey. They're the big kind of like square. Oh. Often it's like some sort of structure. So uh, it's just a house, like a house, a small house. I don't know how else to describe it. But yeah, that instead of instead of storing those caskets in there, we could just take them out and put them in the Applebee's. So the Applebee's would kind of take over that monolithic structure, and you you would be dining amongst the dead. And that could honestly be their slogan for kind of a Halloween thing. It really dine, dine up with sales the dead in October. Yeah, and you could have the Olive Garden be kind of the more fancy one where you could take the dead out of their caskets, kind of dress up the bones and go go really feel like you're having a night a special night on the town well the thing about olive garden though it was it wouldn't be in the suburban areas either it actually would be probably in the hills of tuscany so it'd be exclusive to italy only it's true. a true tourist attraction you go to italy you go to olive garden yeah because unfortunately or you could go to little italy it's probably a couple of them there but it's just very it's very um you know genuinely authentic um ode to the Italian cuisine, so it's it's tough to just put it in some neighborhood. That wouldn't make much sense. I'm working on a Little America that we are trying to bring, me and my restaurant group are trying to bring to Italy. Um, trying to bring one to Rome and one to Milan, and it's Little America. And mm. what it is is, it's actually just a war zone area. And it's just a couple streets in Rome that are designated with American soldiers. Um, pizza, beer, and burgers, and- uh, Grenades. And, and, and all this stuff, you know, it's kind of in one strip. And you can go through there, you can get your true American experience. You first you're greeted by soldiers and um, there is kind of a, one of the one of the simulation there's a couple simulations. Uh, one of them is a mass shooting simulation. Uh, the other one is a um, And they give you a whole map. You have it's a map like yeah. six flags. But like, you know, there's these these kind of big pinpoints like, oh you are here. So there's the mass shooting simulation. Uh, then you have the race racial encounter situation. Uh, this is one that I'm really I'm really excited to present and it's 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 a room. You can actually go in and it's a simulation that you're outside and you are in a kind of a, a sketchy neighborhood and, and you are maybe a someone of a minority and you are getting yelled at or harassed by a police officer or someone who is Caucasian who doesn't like your race and there's a couple different experiences you can go from mild which is just a, a run-in with a police officer or you can go to extreme which is a Ku Klux Klan member and you are a black um, American who is trying to just fight for civil rights in the 1956 uh, and you are sprayed with pepper spray and you are beaten with a stick mm -hmm. VR is really making some incredible strides. Also, oh, yeah. 3D um, movie technology. You have to wear these glasses, the blue and guys, red. If you, I don't know if you guys are onto this stuff because it's in major cities first, but we're getting this new technology called 3D. And uh, it used to be that you had to wear these blue and red glasses, kind of cardboard glasses. Now, though, we're introducing the real 3D experience, which is kind of a Ray-Ban design. And these glasses are great because they are only one-time use glasses. After you use them, you throw them away. So that means a lot of pre-packaged plastic packaging, um, definitely not recyclable. Usually put them in a pile and you set that on fire yeah. just to get rid so of it. They, I don't know why they had to, they, they set a law that they have to set that pile of trash on fire. I'm not sure why, but I am excited to introduce that technology guys and if you're living in the suburbs you are gonna be wowed by this 3d technology just picture real life but mm -hmm. on the screen how about when you'd go to the movie theaters and you forgot your old pair of glasses or you bought a ticket to the wrong film you thought you were gonna just get the regular 2d version that was the worst because well, you know what happens with overexposure to the blue and red lights do you know what happens yeah, I do cancer mm-hmm cancer the eyelids 
and it's I also procedure it takes weeks to take care of I also remember vice versa sometimes I would buy a ticket to the movie and I would accidentally be 3d and I would go in they'd give me those glasses I go oh snap I'm seeing the 3d version now I'm gonna be sick for weeks I mean that's crazy do they make 3d movies anymore mm. what's the last 3d movie I feel like people got sick of watching Spider-Man. that Spider-Man Spider-Man 3 it was crazy when they do the web and it do it at your face you go oh I actually want to see a 3D movie now so bad. I haven't probably seen. Yeah, you want to relive our childhood? Go to Olive Garden, Garden. and then right after we'll go see a 3D movie. Want to go to launch? What's anything else? Yeah, let's go and go on trampolines and get fucking uh, Tetris. What is it called? Tetanus. Tetris. Let's go play Tetris at the local arcade Tilt in Warwick Mall. Guys, remember that? Fuck you. (laughs) You guys probably remember. Guys, I gotta be honest. I want to keep doing this podcast, but I'm focusing on those breadsticks so much that I can't get them off my cranium cap. And that steak in his anal prolapse is gonna be fucking delish. And, uh, yeah. Looking up the address. Okay, so this one is good because it has a 3.9. It's almost 4. Almost. I have to get my laundry. That's what I'm thinking about. Oh my god, look how fucking far away it is. No, it's not that far. That's far, dude. It's all of Brooklyn. <laughs> it's in Brownsville. Is it? Oh god, dude, we can't go there. It's in East New York. Hey, um, are you going to keep doing this podcast? Or do you, should I get my laundry? Guys, we're going to wrap up the podcast because Jake has to get his laundry. I think we've given you all we can give you and we are done. We are finally done episode 21 and you guys are going to have to wait for the new season of the What's Your Angle podcast coming soon to a streaming service near you. By the way, this is not episode 21. This is like episode 20. It's like 22. Um, So guys, I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope you enjoy what me and Jake have done. Uh, Unfortunately, this is the last installment of the What's Your Angle podcast this season, but stick around. We are working on a second season of episodes and we are working on a second season of happiness for you guys. My name is Caleb Cronanino. I'm Jacob, according to my fucking fourth grade art teacher. What a bitch. Slap that bitch. And we're signing on. I gotta get my laundry. Shut up. Oh, did I say that? My thoughts Spoke sometimes slip. Yes. Freud. Good morning, viewers. Wake up!